Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off and quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Now it's Bowling with Favre. All right, here we go. Show 17. What's up, Brett? How you doing, my man? I'm good, Eric. How's life treating you? So, so we we gave away the uh, the, the signed Brett Favre jersey this week. We picked the winner. I, I, the, uh, the 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 producers picked the winner, and I. So remember, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you got to go to iTunes, go to the uh, Apple iPod, you know, the uh, podcast icon on Apple, rate and review the show. We picked the winner for the, the jersey. We're still going to give away a signed Luke Bryan album set. We got to hear the best one, but this is great, Brett. This is great. Here, here's the review again on Apple, on the Apple uh, iTunes, or you know, you go to the, the little podcast icon. Um, here it is. I'm going to read it. Great podcast, very insightful. Po- they gave us five stars. Great podcast, very insightful podcast. Always great content. Very casual podcast, which is nice to listen to at work. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Send me the jersey, Brett. Bought my house here in Tennessee because the guy had a framed Favre jersey on the wall, and I figured it was a sign from God. Since I grew up in Wisconsin and I'm a diehard Packer fan, to further my case, my stepbrother passed away when we were kids. He was buried in his Favre jersey. Live or die, Favre for life. And that's uh, Instagram user at Gus from Tennessee on Instagram. So congratulations at Gus from Tennessee. Well, dude, what's it like to have people buried in your jersey that's 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 some serious icon shit um i'm speechless <laughs> I, I, you know I, honestly i'm i'm honored um it's it, it is a little I, I don't know if weird or eerie or strange is the, the correct term but but i'm certainly honored there's no question about yeah, it that's cool i mean i mean of all the things to be, you know, on, uh, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Dude's brother-in-law who passed was buried in the number four jersey. That, that's that's some serious love for that man right there. Again, we're giving away Luke Bryan, uh, signed the Luke Bryan album set. So just go to go to that Apple little logo, podcast logo, and then rate and review the show. Give us a five star. Give us a cool uh, a cool review, and we'll we'll pick a winner for that one. Um, crazy week, brother. Lots, lots of wrangling going on in, in the NFL and in, in the off season, huh? What's, what's your take on some of this stuff? You want to start with Julio Jones saying he's gone from Atlanta? Yeah. You know, nowadays, you know, I've said this before on this show and I've said it on, uh, other shows. It, it's a different game, uh, presently, you know, you and I, we grew up in an era where if you were a football fan, your favorite team pretty much had the same guys year in and year out for at least seven, eight years. Um, I was a huge Cowboys fan growing up, and I could I can still name most of the players off those teams. Um, but today it's different. Um, 
guys, you know, it's not uncommon to change teams uh, on a regular basis. So, so this, great player. this is kind yeah. of wacky, though, because it looks like, and, and I'm sure Shannon Sharp made a phone call to Julio Jones, made a phone call, and it was on live, um, you know, it was on Fox Sports. And I don't know if Julio knew he was on live or not, but let's just take, we have the audio, but let's take a listen to him and talk about the, what happened on the backside of the uh, audio. You watching Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. <laughs> This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Try to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? <laughs> oh man, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out? out. There? He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to? Ideally, where would you like to go? Um, uh, right now I'm just. I want to win. Okay. We well, don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, you already, man, listen, come on, man. You already know I know. Okay. <laughs> so a couple things there. You know, you taught when you do phone call live on air, you always let the person on the other side of the phone call, the receiver, know that this is this is something on TV. It didn't sound well, first of all, Shannon Sharp never said you're on you're on air, you're live on TV. Yeah. He just went into it. Here's your favorite uncle. And then, you know, Julio basically broke some news say he's leaving Atlanta while I'm on air. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah I'm like you. It, it, it sounds like uh, it wasn't uh, staged. Um, obviously, Shannon and, and Julio have a really good relationship, so I, I don't foresee Julio taking legal action. Um, but, you know, I, I think kind of a crappy way of of, of getting, yeah. you, yeah. you know, popular it's reviews like, or what, it's what like I, if you called up, you know, your friends have been, you know, Kenny Chesney's not been on the show or, or Luke Bryan's on the show. If you call them live on the show and didn't tell them that this is live on the show and you ask them some some seriously personal question, like you know what, you know, where, where's are you are you cutting an album or are you are you leaving yeah. leaving country music or something like that? And they they answer you, woo. Yeah, I, I mean, if it was staged, they did a good job. Um, I, I I don't know what to take of it. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a big one to stage. That's but it's, it, you know, I I hate it for Atlanta that Julio says he's not going to play there. They've been a great player. Great player, fantastic player, yeah. huge target. Um, you know, but you know, he. I get the fact that he wants to win, and feels as if time is, you know, is running out on him. I think he's still got a lot of good years. That left. is such a theme now, Brett. Yeah, the, the the player feeling they're they're coming to the end of a, near the end of a career and they haven't gotten the Super Bowl ring or they they want another Super Bowl ring and and they and they kind of mastermind these these teams or they're just playing around with these owners. The owners just kind of go, okay, one of the owners is going to step up and say enough is enough. Uh, well, well, that's a good question. I think uh, you know. I mean. You know, if you really break it down, I, I certainly don't believe that the owners or the the administration are trying to sabotage 
their team's chances of making. Now, there are occasions where you question that. And, you know, teams digress more and more for whatever reason, even though they've had top picks. You know, when you have the top pick in the draft, usually that's not a good sign. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a fun time to have the top pick, but that means usually you were the worst team. Yeah, your team's When worse. you have the top five pick year in and year out, yeah. that doesn't speak very well of, of your organization. Um, so, so aren't, aren't we going to end up, if this continues, this, this pattern continues, there'll be, you know, four or five really great teams because players will just gravitate to each other. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll get together. As, you know, we talked about Brady calling people in to, to come play in Tampa Bay, maybe uh, Julian Erdman or other players saying, hey, I want to go with you, Aaron Rodgers, wherever you go. You're going to end up with a couple of superstar teams and then everyone else is going to kind of suck wind and have to rely on some young players to step up and win. I mean, it, it just, it's, it feels, uh, I don't yeah, know. you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think there are some limitations. Uh, obviously cap space is one, mm-hmm. but, you, but contract is another. Let's use Aaron, for example, he's under contract. He, he just, he can't leave. Uh, you know, I want people to understand that he cannot leave. He he can choose not to play, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but unless Green Bay releases him or trades him, mm-hmm. he either comes back and plays for the Packers or he sits at home. That's the, that's really the only two options. He he can't force a trade. Yeah. So if I, and I don't know Julio's contract situation. If he is at the end of his contract and chooses not to renegotiate regardless of how much money Atlanta is offering, then that's, he's free to do that. He can entertain, he can take less money elsewhere and go play. So there are limitations to what you can and can't do. Um, You know, Julian Edelman, say he wants to play for Tampa and he retired. If he still had uh, years left on this contract, I, I think, unless it's written into the contract, I think that he has to go back to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and basically be in the same situation that Aaron is in. And ask, ask, ask the Patriots to release him from the, the remaining time right. contract if he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, makes sense. I'll tell you what it really does. It messes up all pe- people like me who, 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 who wager. <laughs> Sometimes we wager – you know, you take these long shot bets in Vegas on who's going to who's going to be a an NFC champion or who's going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. And all this stuff happens in the offseason. You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Atlanta looked good on paper until Julian Julio uh, to Julio takes off. Now, now they're you know, they go from a contender to a pretender. Well, why not, why not wager on where Julio ends up? Because you don't know, <laughs> it's sort of, you got to be sitting at the sports book, right there, ready to you know plop some money down on, on whoever wherever he ends up. You know, like where's he going? That's the so, bet. I agree with you. Know, whoever I, he goes to becomes a better team. I'm not a better at all, so I, I, you know, I'm probably asking stupid questions, but surely in today's world, there's you could bet today, right, on where you think he'll end up, or is that not? 
I, I'm, I'm not sure that's a that's a, a, a prop bet, but I but I will tell you whatever team, let's say a team is thirty to one to 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 win a Super Bowl, if he shows if he picks that team to go, they'll they'll surely drop from a thirty to a, to a, a much lower, a better odds, uh, uh, you know, situation. And, and and there's your bet, you know. So if you're locked it in it. At thirty to one, all of a sudden they become a five to one or a five to two favorite because it's the one piece that team needed to to become a contender. You got a very valuable ticket on your hand. Yeah, you know, I'm, I think you know Dallas seems to be one of the places uh, mentioned. If Dak is healthy, mm-hmm. uh, healthy I think enough, he is Brett. You know, I mean, that that's a big I, if, right? He's, yeah, you know. Uh, I, from what I'm hearing, um, and, and just my gut, I think he'll be fine. The question is mentally, and I, I like Dak. I think he's a very good quarterback. Uh, I think he's a very good leader as well. Uh, mentally, is he, you know, is he at a comfortable place where he's not concerned about the injury? He's not playing timid. If he if he turns, he's got some loose, lawsuits too. He's got some overhang with the. With these these accusations too, I think, right? No, that's Deshaun Watson. I think. Oh, Deshaun, right? No, so not not Dak. Did I see one with Dak? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, but I think Dak. Uh, I think he is a very good quarterback with a guy like Julio Jones. Um, you know, I think they're much better than their record indicated last year. I think with a couple of players, uh, I, I think with a healthy Dak. In another year, under Mike McCarthy, their defense has got to play much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, two years ago they were outstanding. Um, this past year, they they were uh, far from outstanding. But for the most part, I think a lot of the guys are back. So, be interesting if he lands there. Um, how many wins they get? compared to last year. Hey, are you still going to the post office? Really? Still paying full price for postage? Come on, man. Well, thanks to stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending invoices or a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. And you know they're the best when over 1 million businesses choose Stamps.com for their mailing and shipping. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates. And get this, up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com. Instead, there's no risk. And with my promo code BOWLING, B-O-L-L-I-N-G, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in bowling, B-O-L-L-I-N-G. That's stamps.com, promo code bowling, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Who do you like? Who do you like uh, if, if all things were, let's just say Julio stays in Atlanta. Uh, no major, Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Who, who, which, which teams do you see, uh, AFC, NFC, that, that, are, that you would expect to, to be there? If Aaron plays in Green Bay, I would, I would, uh, I would say that they're the front runner. I would, I, my, oh. my pick right now would be that they're the NFC uh, champions. Mm-hmm. AFC, and I know Tampa won, and I love Tom Brady. Uh, they got everyone back, but I just feel like Green Bay is only going to be better than they were last year. And they were great, except for when they played Tampa the second time. Yeah. Uh, when it counted. Now, does that mean Tampa won't be right up there? I think they certainly will be. I think the Saints would have been had they had Drew Brees. I don't think, I think they'll be good, but I'm not sure. That's good, but I, I think Green Bay would be the, the the defending or the NFC champions. I think AFC wise, I think it's a little more of a crapshoot. I like Cleveland, I, re, I really do. I think that they're climbing the ladder. But that being said, I just think the Chiefs have too much power. Yeah, on both sides of the ball, yeah. um, and if they stay healthy, I, I mean they may lose a few games and have a similar record to Cleveland, but I just believe that the Chiefs are just too too powerful to to not put up there as the AFC champions. Yeah, I, I would I would bet on all four of the teams you just mentioned right there, Tampa Bay. It's almost like, you know, you're if you're better, I am uh though your your money's best risked on those four, Tampa Bay uh and and uh, Green Bay and in the, the NFC and the AFC. I like Cleveland too. I I, I agree with you that that you know he had a, what the um, God what's his the quarterback Baker Mayfield May, May, Mayfield had had a disappointing year the year before last and came back strong last year surprised a lot of people maybe he does he builds on that and and becomes a you know an AFC champion I I like that bet like yeah that. you know I think I think uh, Baker I liked it. I like that pick uh, when when they drafted him. You know, and I think I've talked about it on the show. I like – and Ron Wolf, one of my dear friends and the guy I owe mm-hmm. a great deal of gratitude, if not 100% of, of my successes in part because of him. He stuck his neck out there for me. But he says this all the time. Too many times you got all this science now – and they talk about the combine and and how you train. And, I mean, there's no reason for you to fail, in other words. And they base all the projections now off of statistics, science, so on and so forth. But the old-fashioned the old fashioned way, you're, the gut yeah. that just tells you that guy's – can he, he – okay, maybe he doesn't run the 40 very well. Maybe he – he had a less than stellar 225 bench reps. Maybe his football IQ is not off the charts. But is he a winner? Yeah. 
Is he a winner? Does he scrap? Does his players love him? Do they rally around him? Do they, does he elevate the players around him? Yep. Well, see, that's, that's what I was talking about, Brett. That, I mean, that's Brett Favre you're, you're describing. That's Patrick Mahomes that you're describing right there. And we had this discussion. I want you to, don't go on a limb on this because it's just as for the listener. I don't see that happening with Aaron Rodgers' huddle, right? I don't see the guys surrounding him, hitting him on the ass when he you know, makes a good throw or, or has a great read. It just feels like he's just that guy out there alone. I just, it's a different feeling. I could be wrong, but it's, it's, it's that thing that you're just talking about describing right there. Is he a scrapper? Is he, is he the guy that, that everyone says, shit? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to succeed. I, I, I see it in Brett Favre. I see it in Mahomes. I see it in so many people, even to a certain extent, Brady, but not to that extent as, as yourself and, as, and others. I don't see that with, with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm just not, maybe I'm just too spectator, but it doesn't feel like the, the, the team, the huddle and the locker room surround Rodgers with, the, with the kind of love and companionship and camaraderie that, that, that they did, that they did with you. And, and they do with, like I said, Mahomes and others. Yeah, you, you know, I, I think you have to keep in mind that everybody's, from a fan perspective, everyone's likes is not the same. So your favorite player may not be my favorite player. Well, the flip side of it, just because Aaron doesn't seem to relate to the, his teammates like I did or like mm-hmm. a Mayfield, doesn't mean that he's not a team player. I think – the one thing that there's no question about with Aaron Rodgers is that without him, yeah, they're mediocre, yeah, which tells you that he makes everyone around him so much better, and that you can't put a price tag on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe, and I, I, I'm not saying that he is or he isn't a good teammate. I don't know. Yeah, um, well, you're, you're talking to talent. No, there's no question he has sheer talent. And that, yeah, it's, and the man is a one of the all-time greatest. He's a you ball. You get it. You know, in my opinion, you can't have it all. You, yeah. you, you know, you, you you may have a high football IQ. You may be uh, exceptionally fast or exceptionally strong, but not fast. You you may have a strong arm, or you may be a weak arm quarterback, but extremely accurate and and very knowledgeable. So you know when and how to throw. And your limitations, but you don't have all that. You know, I don't think that there's one guy that you that ever played that had every single that's you know that you could mark off every you know he's got it, he's got it, he's got it. So Michael Jordan in hoops, I don't know. He seemed to have it all. Yeah, you know, from a basketball perspective, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I. I I agree with you. Yeah. So um, one of the other things that happened over the weekend, I don't know if you watched the PGA championship, but 50 year old, almost 51, I guess in a couple of weeks, Phil Mickelson wins it. Oldest player in history to win a major thoughts. uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, What I'm, I'm more surprised that he's the first to do it. Mm. Uh, I was, I was, it's, I was so excited for him. Um, I had a chance to play with Phil and uh, many years ago down in Doral. Obviously, it was a pro-am. It wasn't anything serious. Very fun to play with. Very engaging. Uh, funny. 
Uh, so I've always taken a, you know, a liking to, to him and pull for him. And it was great to see. It was great for golf. I think it was the, the, the punch that golf needed presently. Yeah. Not that, you know, uh, they're not popular, but it really, I mean, I, I don't know what the ratings were, but they had to be high. Yeah, they had to be uh, smoking. Um, so, so it was great for golf, but but he played. He played well. I mean, he he played. Yeah, he, Bill Nicholson esque. You know, I mean, didn't he, he lead three of the four rounds. I, I I'm pretty sure he was a leader after the second round, and that's hard to to hold a lead that that long, right? I mean, uh, thirty six holes at least. Generally speaking, year in year out, the 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 comment is made that, you know, these older players can't hit it as far as the younger guys. And I think on average, that may be true, but that wasn't the case the other day. He was smoking it just as well as the other ones. Uh, And I don't think that that's his or any 50 year old that's on tour um, like Phil Mickelson that's playing both or, or even older. I don't think that that's really the issue that the, some guys just don't hit it long, regardless of their age. But kind of what we're talking about football, maybe they putt exceptionally well. Maybe the, the, the game is changing, though. The game is changing. I mean, these guys, these young guys are bulking up. You know, you think of Bryson DeChambeau. The guy just he put on twenty or thirty pounds of sheer muscle, and he's just crushing it. Yeah, but how many and, how many and, tournaments has he won? Yeah, well, you know, he's 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 always there. He's always up in the in, in the running. But um, Mick, you know, Mickelson, Kepka. I'm watching another Brooks Kepka guy, strong, big, hitting the ball far. Um, I, it feels like they're, they're it's it's a different a different game. Like it's it's yeah, I think conditions the other day too, and I think there's a lot to be said for. I, I believe this, and I think Tom Brady is is the example in football. Um, experience, I think, is overlooked a lot. Does that mean you're going to win every tournament? Absolutely not. But understanding weather and how it pertains to your game or the golf course. Look, I'm no golf guru, so I, I, I you know, I couldn't get into the specifics. But there's got to be a time that in this past tournament where Phil and I think his brother was caddying for him. You know, they had some conversation. You know, the shot is this, but based on the wind or where I don't want to be or end up, let's choose to, to do something differently. And I think that's where the wise experience pays off. I'll tell you what, you're, you, you know, the CBS is good with this tournament. It's a key with a couple of about 45 minutes from here, but they, they had a lot of microphones on the course. And I was struck by exactly what you just said. Phil Mickelson consults his caddy in a way, almost like a coach. And it was fantastic the way those two work together to, and, and they changed, they changed uh, clubs a, a bunch of times based on a discussion that he had already pulled a club and he'd have a discussion with the caddy and he put it back and took a different club. I think that is a, 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 one of the secret ingredients to his win. Yeah, I think, I think, it, the, the, and I'm, I'm almost certain that it was his brother that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I, you know, I'm sure that his his brother is not afraid to tell Phil, you know, a, a hard truth at, at an important point in the tournament. But you know, who obviously his brother knows him as well as he knows himself. And sometimes we need to be protected from our own 
decision. Several <laughs> family members. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for gut instinct as a player and going with that gut because mostly that's the correct choice. But there are times where, and I think that's what's so great about the caddy player relationship. It's like, look, I know what you're thinking and I'm, I'm with you, but this is not the time. It's not the time. Trust me. Yeah, you trust. can still, you can still make par by playing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of times. Rob, we have a, an audio, a funny moment of, of uh, you know, after Miglison wins the championship. But, but if you, I don't know if you can do this, Rob. There was a great interchange. Like um, Kepka was being interviewed by golf, uh, the Golf Channel. And DeChambeau walked behind him, and it completely threw Kepka off because apparently there's this massive dislike for each other and rivalry going going on. So, so Kepka is about. I don't know, Rob, if you can pull that in the, while we listen to this other clip. I'm not I, sure I actually have the Brooks Kepka thing right here. If you want to hear it, oh, we'll play that. This okay. is, so, so let me just set it up very quickly. They're about to go live, uh, and Kepka is going to be interviewed by Golf Channel. And as soon as they go live, uh, they start talking, and DeChambeau walks behind Kepka, and and it just throws him off. He's so pissed off that that happened. Well, he, I think DeChambeau says a little something. It's hard, and I can't make it out because exactly. I'm hard. Let's take a listen to it. Golf course was asking a lot from you today, Brooks. What were you able to do well and put up that nice number? Just ball struck my way around this place. Uh, Didn't putt well, but I don't think many guys are going to putt well with this win. It's it's very tough. I don't don't know what other guys have said. I just felt it difficult to read sometimes. Sometimes. um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) <laughs> and then he just sits there just just confused yeah he just just completely lost he was he was so mad too you could see his like the, the blood you know, go up I, I think I, I see a pairing coming for the u.s open <laughs> you imagine you imagine those two? Oh, that would be fantastic the ratings will be sky high exactly exactly all right rob would you play that little audio of what we kind of set up before the funny moment. Sure. Well, this is another funny moment. It was caught live on mics during the uh, PGA Championship. Here's Scott Van Pelt. Not quite high enough. But his PGA Championship career begins in... <laughs> Someone was letting one rip in front of an open microphone while down on the course, and Scott Van Pelt just powered through it. Yeah, we will. We will comment. We just thought we'd throw it out there. <laughs> it's just worth playing because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. I didn't. I didn't see the, uh, the actual whatever you want to call it. Uh, um, maybe, maybe someone had a fart machine or something. <laughs> right, exactly. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Um, Pentagon's UFO report, Marco Rubio, head of the Department of Defense's report on unidentified aerial phenomena, 
more commonly known as UFOs. Senator Marco Rubio appeared on 60 Minutes to say these threats should not be laughed off by lawmakers and should be taken seriously. Take a listen. You know, there's a stigma on Capitol Hill. I mean, some of my colleagues are very interested in this topic and some kind of, you know, giggle when you when you bring it up. But I, I don't think we can allow the stigma to keep us from having an answer to a very fundamental question. Maybe it has a very simple answer. Um, maybe it doesn't. Um, so I guess the question is, do you, I, do you, Brett, believe there's extraterrestrial life? Absolutely. I, 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 well, I mean, <laughs> did I have an altercation or interaction with one? No, not, but I, I find it hard to believe that we're the only ones in the universe. I, I just find it hard to believe. Uh, now, do I believe in Bigfoot? I want to, but I mean, I think that we would have found something other than, you know, you know, a picture of Bigfoot running across the road or something that, that could easily be faked. And so can UFOs or you could see something that is hard to um, identify. Yeah. Identify. Um, or prove otherwise, but, and maybe what we've seen thus far, thus far, uh, isn't a UFO, but it, you know, I, I we don't, at least we, the general public can't, you know, confirm or deny, right. but I got to believe some, there's something else out there. I, I, can't, I, really, I, I wish I could. I kind of wish I did. It's just, you know, in, in all of history, nothing, nothing, there's no, no solid proof. I know sightings, but, I don't know. Half the sight of the, the, the sightings I don't believe are, are, you know, two guys smoking weed or drinking some moonshine who look up and they see something that they, they've never seen before. I don't believe any of those pilots that come back and say they saw stuff. I think there's a credible theory running around now that drones, I mean, I'm not just talking about little drones, not personal drones, like drones, the size of airplanes, spy drones from other countries could be flying around and certainly they're unidentified because no one has them on any radar or anything. And they look different than a, than a regular airplane. Anyway, I think that's more credible than a UFO, but I'd like to believe, I'd yeah. like to believe there's something out there. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people could care less one way or the other. Uh, you know, I believe if, if, if they're for it, 100%, certain if, if we knew that there was other life out there and they meant to harm us, that would have already happened. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the, uh, the, the places, you know, that seem to have more UFO sightings than others, you know, Roswell or, you know, some, uh, someplace in Mexico seems this probably some some type of test drone or plane or a balloon or something that gets tested a bunch that can be misconstrued as a UFO. But I, I find it hard to believe that UFOs go, we're going to hang around Roswell because that's a cool place to hang around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't buy that. And but I do think if, there's if, life if there's, out there, whether if, we've seen it. I don't know. If, if they're so intelligent, they got to be seeing what we're doing and be like, hey, guys, cut the stuff. 
or you're, you're going to go going extinct pretty quick. You know, to me, what offers, offers credibility is when you have astronauts or yeah. these, these pilots, yeah. our armed force pilots, that see something that they can't explain. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, these blips on their radar that are this, that's moving so fast that it, that we don't have that technology or, or it's hovering in a way and then zooms off. I, that's hard to explain. And, and when you have someone so credible speaking, you know, to such, it's hard to discount. Yeah. Or it could be the Chinese military with spying on us, which this is, which is what I do. Brett, we got about five minutes. Can we run through a couple of these quick stories and you just, just a hit it and quit it like a lightning round. You just tell me buy, sell, buy or sell on that. Yeah. Indy 500 this weekend, buy or sell watching racing. Oh, I sell. I, I, no offense to racing. I just, yeah, I don't watch. Can't, can't, can't get into it. I, I, Will you watch yeah, the I'm Indy rarely, 500? Rare. I'm 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 a rare racing Daytona maybe, Talladega maybe a little bit, but India I'm just not a yeah. How about Dominique Wilkins? Uh, he was shown the door at a fancy French restaurant in Atlanta for where Dominique Dominique the Dream Wilkins in Atlanta. Don't forget, thrown out for wearing track pants instead of nice slacks. Buy or sell wearing track pants out to dinner. I think that's well, I think that's ridiculous that they would ask him to leave. I do I'm not sure what track pants are, but I mean, he's the master of dunk. Yeah. Um, but I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, in this day, I mean, you see what's going on in the world. You're worried, worried about what worried people are wearing. I, I never tuck my shirt in, but that, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, what's, what's Bob Dylan turns eighty yesterday? Buy or sell Bob Dylan? You know, I'm, I'm not a. I don't love his music that much. I'm just. I don't dislike it, but I think that anyone who's done what he has done and is eighty years old, I'm sure he's lived a pretty hard life at times. Um, I'm going to sell Bob Dylan. I can't. I never listen to it. Can't stand. It's just depressing and boring. Yeah, sell it. Yeah, it ain't my favorite. But I mean, I give the guy, you know, credit. I mean, he's he's. Hey, he's laughing at you and I. That's true. All right, all right. Megan Fox appeared in Billboard Music Awards in a barely there dress. They said this weekend, buy or sell Megan Fox. I don't, I don't know who that is. All right, I'll buy her for both of us. <laughs> NFL's Taylor Luan lost his mind at a Predators game doing shirtless beer chugs with crazed hockey fans in the stands. A couple of them quickly, Brett, buy or sell beer chugs. Um, oh, you don't drink, so you're going to sell no, that. I, I chug my share back in the day. <laughs> it's such a waste, what, though, the chug. It's just it's too much at once, you know? Well, while you drink, do you ever do one of those beer funnels, funnelators? Brett, during your drink? Yeah, I did. I'm embarrassed to say. I mean, I haven't drank since 98, so it's a distant memory. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did my share of, of drinking stuff. You don't know what you're missing. Buy or sell taking your shirt off in public? Nah, I'm, I'm out. I'll sell that, too. Uh, Friends reunion uh, uh, airs on HBO Max this weekend. Um were your friends buy or sell the friends? I, I watched some. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, again, it's like Bob Dylan. No, no offense to friends or Bob Dylan. Uh, teach his own. But I think 
they had an awesome run. And uh, I think this, you know, this will do well because, you know, they have a, a cult following, so to speak. Yep, yep. I, I never got into it, and I can honestly tell you I've never watched the Friends episode, and I can honestly tell you I've never seen a Star Wars episode, movie of any way, shape, or form. Not one single one. Could be one of the few people. Um, Mission Impossible Tom Cruise was released 25 years ago. A couple of them buy or sell Mission Impossible movies. Well, loved them. Yeah. Loved them. Love Tom Cruise. I think and he's a great actor. Anything that he's in, I watch. Buy or sell Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, I, I buy. You know, I mean, there's several actors: Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Russell Crowe, McConaughey, McConaughey, uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, you know those. They're in a movie. I see it. Very quickly, last thought: I, M- M- Matt Matthew McConaughey is thinking about running for governor of Texas. What are your thoughts on that before we go? I think he, I mean, he's a Texan. I'm sure people love him there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a Republican state. I, I assume he's Republican. I, I'm no, not no, sure. Actually, I don't think he, I think he's straight down the middle. I, I stuff I've heard and read about, he's got a book out. I haven't read it yet, but they say it's really, it's, it's been on New York times bestseller list for weeks, but he, he doesn't seem to be a Republican, but, I think he's a super, super popular. He might, he might just become the next governor. Yeah. I, well, if he runs, I think he's got a shot. And I kind of like that middle of the field. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I don't like extreme either way. You know, uh, and I maybe maybe he'll be good. Maybe he'll start a trend. Yep. There you go. All right. All right, man. Uh, very quickly, since last week, Tebow signed. I guess he signed a one year with the Jags. We talked about that last week, but next week we have we have some good stuff. And uh, you have a great week, my friend. You as well. All right, everybody. another show Bye. in the bank. Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Russ. Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels. Bowling with Favre is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One.